Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Well, howdy, howdy, howdy. This is Mike Holmes here at the Better Sundays podcast. So glad to have you on board. I am uh, fired up about uh, this topic. In fact, the last several have been very excited about and a lot of good things going on. We are talking about reaching young families and to do that, sometimes we need to do young family things. Now, these are often difficult or often a challenge or often kind of out of the the ordinary for us but some of them are just some great little things that you can do to help your family or your church family grow as you do young family things so uh, in fact I was just talking to pastor of a church yesterday and we we're talking about some of the evening things and in the summer here uh, just the option of like taking uh, you know doing it after your evening service or in place of an evening service just meeting everybody down at the local mini golf place and playing mini golf with everybody and just having kind of a looser some fellowship type of thing that's just a great idea or taking everyone to McDonald's and buying them ice cream cones. Uh, those are young family kind of things, and, and they're just typical, and they're a little bit different, but you'll, you'll get some great feedback when you do those type of things. Your moms and dads will love that type of activity because everybody kind of gets to mix together. So anyway, I, I just got a little diverted there, but I am excited about our topic today because we're talking about this very important thing about our screens right for churches, okay? Our screens, you know these things we look at, they're everywhere. Um, are they right for churches or are they not right for churches? So we're going to cover that. Uh, if this is your first time here, uh, my name is Mike Holmes. I'm the founding pastor. Sinclair Baptist Church, a church plant, uh, been up and running, going for quite a few years and doing very well and uh, very excited about things. We have a new pastor in place and I'm able to spend a little bit more time on the road helping churches reach young families. And so that's what I get to do. Uh, I get to be out there uh, with you guys doing training and some of that. So uh, we are thrilled to be together here in this venue as well as some of the others. Of course, we have website and a lot of online training, uh, but we have lately our YouTube channel been doing a great series on Sunday school teachers and how they can be more effective. And uh, so run over there and take a look at that. That is at the YouTube uh, platform, which I'm sure you're familiar with. And just type in the words reach keep there. We appreciate that very much. So back to the question, are screens right for churches? Uh, And I'm not sure if we're going to get to a yes or no on this. Um, Let me kind of give you my perspective here. And you can always go back and listen to last week's message, uh, podcast on phones, how to use your phone in church, and how smart pastors are using smartphones uh, in a very smart way in church. And you'll probably get some of my perspective. But uh, I am uh, older. I am. I was born in the 50s, okay? We'll give you that as a hint, okay? So uh, people from my era, there's a lot of pushback on this because we did church for a long time without anything like a screen, anything like email, anything like a website, and things worked really good back then, and uh, so that's a that's a good thing. So there's a pushback for others. You're just like screens in church, of course. Duh. I mean, screens are everywhere. So um, let me just start with this. Visuals have always been really, really important. I mean, Jesus was one to use visuals and say, "Hey, behold the fowls of the air," and you know, take a look at the lilies. And you know, there, he used object lessons all the time. Uh, in the book of Proverbs, you know, it says, "I went by the field of the slothful, and I looked, and I learned." and 
Uh, you know, so visuals are important, so there's no doubt about it. Uh, even our earliest uh, Bibles way back in the monk era, you know, had drawings and fancy illustration pages to them. And we had stained glass, we have statues, we have icons, all sorts of different things throughout uh, the history of Christendom to kind of get the, the teaching across. So people like visuals as well. The printed word, obviously, boom, that's that's the best. Okay, very accurate, very, you know, right down to what we need. But visuals have always been out there. So is a picture worth a thousand words? Well, it's probably worth a lot more than a thousand words in this day and age. Uh, and that's evident by the fact that we have these screens and we have visuals everywhere. You're probably, in fact, I don't think there's any way to listen to a podcast uh, without uh, being involved with the screen. You've probably seen it on your laptop or desktop or even on your your, your iPhone or your Android device. You've, you've got a screen there at some level that you're uh, watching this or at least listening to this and accessing this. I did a little research. Americans today are on their smartphones 5.4 hours a day. That's the average. Some people even more than that, and, and, and some people less, but that is the average. And that's an amazing thing. People are so used to them, and they spend dozens and dozens of hours on them every week. And so screens are something that is comfortable for them. Now, some people not comfortable with screens. I worked with uh, uh, one of my guys his, uh, when he, he grew up way back. They weren't comfortable using the telephone. And if you remember from this era, and some of you don't know this, but you used to get like charged by the minute for every minute you use the phone. And if he called during the day, it cost very expensive. So you always waited till 11 o'clock at night to use the phone. And so thus, phone calls were just really frowned upon. We didn't use a phone a lot. Uh, you did old-fashioned other ways of doing it, but things have changed. There are people, many, 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 my own, my own children have never not known screens. They've never not known email. They've never not known uh, the internet and all those things, and they use texting and email for their, you know, every day and for their entertainment and for their education, and it just astounds me that people type entire uh, papers for college. They do an entire paper on their on their phone on their screen so uh, it, it what I'm just laying this out is that yes they're out there and I do think that there, there is a place uh, where screens are right for churches you're gonna have to kind of moderate where uh, some of that stuff is let me give you though just three kind of little rules here um, that will help you with the screen thing and again I'm speaking from an older perspective some of you are like um, you, you know you're you're way you're way over this stuff but but don't be adverse to screens and don't make fun of them if you are older it's like you know the jokes about well that person always got their nose stuck on their phone and you know that kind of stuff we those aren't going to get you anywhere with young families because a lot of people are just doing their work on their phone i i do uh, i mentioned this last week i think i do a little work for uh walmart we do some of their snow removal and we have to use the phones to log in and out you you're required to log in and out and use an app to do all this stuff. So it's not like I'm stuck in the phone. It's like I'm required to do it, you know. So it doesn't do us any good uh, when we, uh, you know, make fun of them or whatever. In fact, go back and listen to last week's message about using 
you know, phones and some of that. Now, when I'm speaking of screens, I'm also talking about, you know, bigger, bigger screens here now, you know, in the front of the auditorium or throughout your building. And, and don't be adverse to those things either. You love those screens when you're at the airport. You know, when you see where your flight is, I mean, it's like, that's just the way it works. So there's so many things that are so positive about them. Okay. <clears throat> Second thing is, is use them in the right way. And in, in, in other words, there are so many ways that they can be used properly. Missionaries have done this for years. They have come in, set up their little slide carousel things and, and you know, shown pictures of, of the mission field. And they have done that effectively. And our eye affects our heart. I mean, it's an important, important thing. So they can be used in a good and proper proper way and so use them in that way figure out what works and what doesn't work and do a little bit of of research on on how people are using them properly and where you can use them properly Uh, i was on the road this morning i was at a church and and a very a very good use of screens. It just had a welcome screen when we came in, and it was just right there. You could see it in the front and had a few little announcements on it. Um, They did do a couple little songs that they had put up on a screen to help people see the words, and uh, then it was... Then from there, during the entire preaching time, it wasn't used in any way. Uh, and it, I think it had some VBS pictures at the end when they were done, uh, those type of things. So very, very simple kind of ways to do that. You can get way more interactive in it, which brings me really to kind of my third little point here. The first one was don't be adverse and make fun of them. And the second is use them where it's right for you. But the third way is to, to learn how to better use tools. In other words, Learn how to use any tool, whether it's a, you know, a computer or a podcast or whatever it happens to be. Learn to use those tools. You know, e-learning is a multi-billion-dollar business nowadays, where all these colleges are going to online learning and all that kind of stuff. So learn how to do that. That's why we have had such success with our Sunday school training videos we're putting on YouTube because it's Sunday school worker training. But it's on a platform that everybody has access to and learn how to do that, how to manage it. Not not like you have to record your own, but learn to find good resources and send those out to your teachers and send those out to your workers and to your youth people about, you know, how to run activities and how to, you know, counsel with kids. And there's all there's so many different things, but learn to use some of those things. Now, specifically in our ReachCape Academy, um, which is is open and available, I'll tell you about that in just a little bit. Our, our ReachKeep Academy, we do specific training on like how to put you know hymns on screen and how to do announcements on screen, and especially how to do sermon notes because it can be very very profitable to to have some of that on the screen. You can do just fine without it. I know Spurgeon made it all the way through. John the Baptist, everybody else did fine without a without a screen, but we can use those things, and we do have a very visual society today and for to, to help create that engagement there are so many ways uh, that we teach in our academy and if you're interested in that we have a big push coming up later in august with our back to school back to school church uh, emphasis that we're going to do right at the end of August. But you can right now just go over to reachkeep.com slash academy and learn all about 
uh, how your church can get involved and have do do some e-learning. In other words, it's something that's going to help your church and your uh, you know people that are trying to figure out how to do build teams and you know how to do social media and how to do all those things. All of that can be found um, at reachkeep.com slash academy. You can learn uh, learn all about it. So just some really uh, simple things here I wanted to give you today. And this is the idea. It, to reach young families, sometimes we need to kind of move and change a, a little bit. And I know the word change is terrible, but I, I'm sure historically there was a ton of, of pushback whenever there was some new instrument came along. You know, I don't, I don't really know the history of the piano, but I'm pretty sure that they did didn't have it in the New Testament church, you know, the uh, the era of the book of Acts. Uh, so somewhere along, a piano showed up. And nowadays, at least in, in most churches I hang around, they use pianos all the time for singing. I mean, they're, they're great. They're a great thing to kind of have all that good corded type music there and people can hear it and sing along to it, you know, in hymns or whatever you use there, but I'm sure there was some pushback with that. I'm sure there was pushback with guitars, and and I, I know today, I mean, like I work with a lot of church planners, and one of the biggies that they have is they have a hard time getting a piano player or even owning a piano, and so, and have some of the lead music's difficult. So one of the things that we use all the time is just canned music and and we're a very traditional kind of church i don't know where you're at with everything and and uh but but we're we're kind of like an old-fashioned hymn singing kind of church and and you can push a button and the piano plays three verses four verses whatever you want of the hymn in a very traditional fashion and you can sing along with it works great but there is pushback on what's called canned music i still have churches that just absolutely would never never do that they would sing without music before they'd ever use digital uh, digital kind of music. So there's always been some kind of pushback. But to reach young families, sometimes we have to kind of step out and do a couple new and different things. And again, there is no compromise, no doctrinal compromise in, in some of these things. I'm sure when, when hymn books were invented, that uh, there had to be pushback. And if people were blogging back then and, you know, having Twitter wars, I'm sure there was plenty of, of that going on because, bless God, we don't need these hymn books. We just sing the scriptures, you know. We have, we memorize those things and we sing them from our hearts, not from our eyeballs, looking at a piece of paper. And I'm sure there's kind of been that kind of stuff. So, But in the bottom line, to go back to the screen thing, whether they're big screens, little screens, whether medium-sized screens, wherever they are, Sunday school rooms, wherever, most people... People are making a living at some level viewing one of those things. Uh, in our church, the, the, but the, we get most of our giving our online is, is through online giving. We have probably eighty-five percent of our finances comes through people that use a screen on a kiosk or on their own phone. Uh, they they you, you look at it daily for weather and flights and buying houses and registering for things and all online shopping and even reading your Bible. Uh, is done on a screen by so many people. So I'm just saying all that. Uh, this is a decision for you. You know, from my era, and I've, I've learned a little lesson here, my era, uh, again, born in the in the 50s, we, we spent a lot of our time looking backwards because I have great memories of all these great, great things. And you, if you're younger, you you sp- you are looking forward. You are anticipating. Um, uh, you are an- anticipating different things, and that is a, a powerful, powerful thing. There's a great difference there. Whether you're looking forward or whether you're looking back, 
Um, there's just a, a, a big challenge going on right there. So I wanted you to kind of, you know, look forward. Let's reach out to new young families. Let's figure out how to make uh, all that kind of stuff happen. So thank you so much for putting up with me. Uh, you know, um, I'm here just to help you. The question, are screens right for churches? Uh, I hope this has been, you know, help for you it, or at least solidified your position uh, one way or another. Make sure that you go back and look at some of our last ones that we just finished up. We have some great um, uh, great deals we, we've done on reaching young families, and I hope those are helpful. And of course, uh, if you like this, you know, share it with somebody. We appreciate that. Uh, appreciate that so much. So anyway, God bless you. Thanks for joining me here on the Better Sundays podcast. We will see you next time, uh, next week, and uh, God bless. We'll catch you later. Right. Hey, I'm back here in studio just for a moment. I want to give you another uh, brief announcement. Very excited about uh, some things coming down the pike here in just a little bit. At the end of the summer, uh, we will be doing another conference, and uh, we'll give you some information about that as it comes available. Uh, met with my team here just recently, working on uh, dates and software and all sorts of different things we're going to do, but we have got a lot of churches that are really wanting a lot more training and very excited uh, about giving some real practical stuff. Back to school, back to church is what we're going to be focusing on, and I know you want to get back to church uh, the way it was normal before all these uh, shutdowns we've had. And uh, so the back to school, back to church time is when we're going to do that. So uh, be watching for more information and uh, we will see you next week right here on the Better Sundays podcast.